Hello and welcome to episode 145 of Divided by Werewolves. First episode of April. Spring has sprung. I guess Easter is right around the corner. I don't. My wife and I went shopping for Easter candy for our kids, and I feel bad for my daughter because we were like, ah, they don't need as much candy. He's not in the house anymore. She's still in the house, but she doesn't need as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I honestly hadn't. Had, this is literally the first mention of Easter that I've heard. I had not even thought about it, so I'm obviously not going to be participating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we we don't really. To, I mean, we're not religious at all, and I mean, we used to just do like Easter baskets and stuff. But you know, the the reality is, sure. it's a very kind of busy. So like, you, my wife's birthday is Tuesday. Her birthday always falls kind of somewhere around Easter. Mm-hmm. Then my mom's birthday is two days before mine. And then my birthday, my mom, like, for example, this year, my mom's birthday is on Mother's Day. Some years, mm-hmm. my birthday is on Mother's Day. So then we do, you know, Mother's Day and my birthday around the same time. Then, like, a month later, it's, like, Father's Day. So it's, like, it all kind of blurs together in terms of, like, you yeah. know, all that. It's like me and, like, Valentine's Day when there's so many yeah. other things. And right, it's like I don't really give a shit about Valentine's Day. And I, I mean, some years, you know. And I don't. I'm not a candy person. Like I'll eat it, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. So it's like you know, my wife is always like, "Well, what do you?" You know, I I get you know, I would get her a basket, make her up her a basket, make up the kids' baskets, and she's like, "Well, what do you want?" I was like, "I I don't I don't know," you know, <laughs> whatever. Like so, it's like I, you know, yeah. give her a T-shirt or something, and it's like. Okay, all I did was essentially save myself three clicks, right? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like this year, we're just like, fuck it. I said, well, what do you, you know, so she's like, just give me a bag of jelly beans and some peanut butter eggs. Done. (laughs) To be perfectly honest, I don't even know where the baskets are. I think we, well, we, we, we would have, yeah, because we had them last year. I don't, I have no idea where they are. Probably oh no! Like, I never kept them. I always had to buy new ones. Yeah, we always kept them. Huh. And then I would. Yeah, that's I, smarter. I, yeah, <laughs> I would. I would do them. I would do them every year. But to be honest, I don't. I don't know where they are. Well, I'm assuming they're in the garage. Would be the only place they could kind of be. Yeah, that, that that would be the thing, right? Like, I'd get them for the kids, and they'd be all excited. And then a week later, I'm still looking at these goddamn baskets and candy wrappers. And I'd get pissed off and just throw all of it away. Like yeah, that's typically how yeah. Would go. Linda would not have any of that. She's just like like so. She very much was like the candy becomes communal. It all goes in a bowl because she knows that the kids would be the ones eating it anyway. So like I would put mm-hmm. like a bag of jelly beans in his and hers, you know, and Abby's and whatever. And she just fucking tear them all open, put them in a bag. And it's like certain things. It was like okay, if you got Kit Kats or a chocolate egg or bunny, whatever, you can keep that. Same thing with you. But for the most, all that like loose stuff, she just was like, it all goes in a bowl. We put the baskets away, and then they eat it over the course of like a week. And it's like that's probably not good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) That much candy over the course of a week. But um, this is this is better. Um, all right, so I am still trying to see everything everywhere all at once. It seems like I got a, a wider release. I don't know how it is by you. There's a theater by me that seems to have it, but not at very convenient times. You know, honestly, times. I, had, I hadn't even thought of it not being out, like, everywhere. I was just planning to go this week. 
because <laughs> I assumed it was everywhere. But I, it, yeah, I guess I should probably look. It did open in wide release. It's just where I am, the the closest theater. Apparently, it's just not enough to merit it being there. Gotcha. Are they um, still showing Spider Man? <laughs> yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, so I'd like I'd like to go. He- I'm, I'm hearing just absolutely amazing things about it. Everything I read about yeah, it too. says it's like transformative. So, um, I really, really would like to see it. Um, Got to support the Daniels. So that's right. Um, that's right. Um, it's playing. Yeah, I have to go to Columbus if I want to see it. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> At least I know now. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and I mean, hopefully, maybe as momentum builds, maybe they'll they'll open it up in more theaters. That would be nice. But mm-hmm. um, um, you know, I kind of thought where I am, there'd be more options, but not so much. They had plans to build more movie theaters, but you know, that all kind of went to shit once COVID yeah. hit. So hopefully, uh, that'll change. Um, Okay, so we have we have three three movies to talk about uh, this week. Which one would you like to get into first? Um, I, you know what i I have very little to say about They Live in the Gray. If you want to do that one sure. first, um, all right. So They Live in the Gray is a Shutter exclusive original, uh, directed by Abel and Burley Vang, written also by them, starring Michelle Krusik, Ken Kirby, Madeline Grace. Uh, so Michelle Krusik plays this young woman, Claire Yang, and Ken Kirby, who uh, um, plays her husband, Peter. And the movie kind of... Um, so, like, Claire uh, investigates um, houses for, like, child services. So... Um, so she gets uh, kind of a um, she gets a case that hits her desk of this young girl who is um, seemingly being abused at home. And when she gets there, she realizes that things are not quite what they seem because one of the things that they don't really mention about Claire is that she can see ghosts, um, mm-hmm. and she can see ghosts that not like I mean as pretty much anybody in horror movies who see ghosts it's not casper it's uh you know ghosts that are you know kind of trapped in this cycle of violence because they're unable to essentially move on right so this movie becomes a story of her um kind of investigating what's going on uh with this young girl uh and and the ghost that's tormenting this girl uh, and her family, while also telling the story of uh, Claire and, and Peter had lost their own child, um, and it kind of slowly comes out what had happened to him, and how after their son had died, kind of their their marriage fell apart. So, um, you know, it's kind of telling two, two different stories. Um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, because of of that, those two kind of parallel tracks, like, and also because, you know, a lot of times when they portray stories of marriages falling apart due to the loss of a child, it it's not, it's not because like like she she would not tell her husband that she he never knew that she saw ghosts and including was seeing the ghost of her own kid so. He's right. just like, why are you, you know, basically like, you're not opening up to me. So like, it wasn't like it was a situation where like, 
you know, maybe one person got into drugs or alcohol or you cheated on the other spouse or whatever. Like, I mean, it wasn't like, or like one person was just kind of like unable or unwilling to move on. It was, I mean, literally she had this part of herself that was tormenting her that she couldn't talk to him about. And, and he knew that there was something going on and it was really kind of heartbreaking to see that ultimately what he thought, like he, he felt he, he had to leave. Um, Mm -hmm. But then also, while she's dealing with all of this stuff, she's kind of investigating what's going on uh, in this house and realizing that there's a ghost involved, but also trying to figure out, well, why is this ghost trying to hurt this girl? Um, kind of, And then, you know, she's also dealing with her job that's just like, close this case and let's move on. And she can't be like, well, there's ghosts, so it's not quite so simple. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it was kind of, um, I felt like it was pretty atypical. Uh, you don't normally see uh, these this type of story, um, right? I, you know, I I didn't care for it to be honest, um, and partially because because it had so much going on, uh, I felt like it was a lot. It was um, a lot, a thousand, yeah, a thousand um, percent. And and I you know I didn't look up. The, the cinematographer for this, but uh, whoever shot this movie is a huge James Wan fan. Yeah. Um, there are like all these, like re- there's really cool shots, like from, you know, the banister upstairs, just simple shit. Like from the, yeah. between the banister upstairs, looking down when somebody goes to open a door, mm-hmm. you know, just shit. It's like, it is just so much style. It's just like so stylistically, appealing like it's super like i thought it was very cool yeah um but this movie was like it it reminded me of that pretty thing that lives in the house oh yeah which i i also loved and you did not (laughs) yeah because oh my god it's like this is so obviously the conjuring but meant for the lifetime network crowd like i don't know yeah it's it was so melodramatic. The score was fucking ridiculous. Like I'd be sitting there, and this wafty fucking grandiose like symphony kicks in, and I'm like, nothing happened. What the fuck are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, what's happening here? Like, this makes no sense. And I was like, and then holy shit, did it go off the rails at the end? I yes. was like, wait, I just laughed. I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Well, also, <laughs> I think any movie that starts where the main character is trying to kill themselves, uh, yeah. that probably should tell you kind you of know, where it I is. Mean, yeah, but that that was such like a conjuring, like James Wan opening. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm in. You know, if this ends up being like a, a not studio you know, uh, uh, conjuring type, like a meaner conjuring, like, please yeah. sign me up. And then yeah. the fact that it went in the opposite, complete opposite direction. I was just like, Oh God. And when is this going to end? I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. It's two hours long. I was like, Ugh. it was yeah. just a little, it was just too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that. I mean, I, I, I think I loved it because like, I don't know, to me, it, it was, like I, I think because we've seen the oh you know this this person has seen ghosts their whole life which would be traumatic enough to begin with right like mm-hmm. ever since you're a kid you're seeing ghosts of people trapped screaming and because they're dead and but then when you're 
your kid dies and that gets added on. And then I really liked her husband and I really liked yes, her as a character. And so like yeah. to me it was like I really rooted for them as a couple. So like mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. didn't give you a reason not to. Right. Right. So so to me like I just I I really like I I felt very invested in in their relationship. And so I was kind of worried about like and like you said, when it goes off the rails, it totally goes off the rails at the end. So I'm not saying it was like a perfect film, but I kind of went into it going, all right, well, I see, kept seeing the banner on Shutter, and I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. And I, I, oh, yeah, I, I, and I got done. I was like, shit. You know, in terms of like <laughs> the, the Shutter originals I've seen of late, I was like, I was more, you know, kind of one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, like put up against some of the other shit we've watched. Well, but I haven't seen those things. Uh, not all of it, anyway. But um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, so, but I I also like I like when you and I don't agree on a film because I think you're right. I think it does kind of go <laughs> off. The, and it, I, I had not thought of that. The Conjuring for the lifetime. That's perfect. That that basically does. <laughs> I do have a glass of Chardonnay right now, so you know <laughs> apparently that's where I'm moving to. <laughs> And that's fine. I'm that's just, absolutely fine. I just need a you pair know, of joggers we, we and I'll have, be all set. We've got plenty of the dark and the wickeds and other things <laughs> that you still want, so you're good. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so uh, if you have a Shutter subscription, uh, you know, check it out or don't. I guess uh, depending yeah. on, on tell your grandmother, tell I your mean, grandma, yeah, <laughs> tell your mima that she's got a new story to watch. <laughs> She, if she starts it at around uh, two o'clock, she'll be she'll be done in time to go to dinner at four thirty. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so I would like to do "You Are Not My Mother" next. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So, um, uh, written and directed by uh, Kate Dolan, um, uh, star with uh, Hazel uh, Dupe Daup. Uh, Caroline Bracken are the main stars. This is an Irish uh, horror movie. Um, fantastic performance by Hazel Dupe as, as Char, the, uh, a mm-hmm. young woman who, uh, teenager, her mom um, is kind of uh, seems to be dealing with um, a mental illness. So, for example, Char will be, you know, the kind of opening of the film. Is kind of asking her mom to, to kind of drive her to school. And, you know, her mom drives her to school, but then gets distracted, almost gets in a car accident, you know, has seeming, you know, some mental health issues, but then goes missing. Uh, and then when she comes back, she's like a different person. She's cooking. She's she's singing. She, at one point, Char is kind of getting bullied by these, these uh, uh, girls that she goes to school with. And her mom intervenes at one point and... Um, the the story is Char kind of making friends with a, a young woman, uh, a schoolmate, but then at the same time trying to figure out, like, what is the deal with her mom at the same time that, like, her grandmother is is kind of overseeing the whole thing and, and definitely is not, is not telling the whole story. Um, it's an hour and a half long. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's kind of a, the um, where it goes when it kind of goes to the supernatural aspect is not a place that normally we see, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of horror movies go. Um, 
I liked it. I thought the performances mm-hmm. were 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 good. It was it was like I said, kind of an atypical source of of supernatural activity, and um, and we don't we don't see a lot of. Uh, you know, I think the last Irish movie we wa- horror movie we watched would have been the boys, boys from County Hell. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But um, they're they're Shaun of the Dead kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not that. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely more darker and and yeah. Uh, I mean, just kind of the stuff that Char is is going through, and and especially with like her mom and everything is you know it's it's not kind of a fun. Yeah. It's not a fun. Yeah, movie. it's. You know, it's it's one of those movies where you know it's you're gonna make her. I think the director, this was her first time, yeah, um, first directing, yeah. Uh, and this movie was gonna be you know make or break based on the performances. And I thought um, both leads were fantastic. Like, yeah, I, I thought Carolyn Bracken was also really good as the mom too. Like yes. some of her facial expressions gave me chills. Or like the, the like, dancing oh, scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. When when she's kind of starts dancing and then just is like really starts dancing and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, something like yeah. I know I get excited <laughs> sometimes when a song comes on, but what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, man. You can tell she just kind of went for it, and the movie is better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, like, like I, I read up on this, like, I really like this too. And after after it was over, I was like, what the fuck was that? Right? Yeah. So, so I started reading up on it. It's based on some Irish folklore, which gives away the entire movie if you read up on it. So don't do that before you watch it. Yeah. But, uh, but it's super interesting. It was super interesting to read about that that kind of stuff. And, yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because years ago, many years ago, I had read a book um, that basically – and I, and I don't want to spoil what it is because, like I said, it's only 90 minutes long. So like what is going on is a pretty – significant part of it it's not like you find out and there's still like an hour left um but i had read a book of of basically kind of someone in similar circumstances but from the position of of the mom so to speak uh and it was really really good and 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 i had not thought of that book in years until i i saw this movie and was like fuck yeah that shit was badass um and 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 as we you know, kind of I've already said, this is a very, what I think is a very, it's more of a folk, it's a, it's a folk horror leaning type of thing. And it's yes. a very yes. undermined uh, kind of genre um, subject matter of, um, of, of horror movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it on a, a discord that I'm in um, um, for um, bloodbath TV, the YouTube channel. And, uh, I had mentioned the movie and just to see if anybody else had seen it and, and stuff. And, and I got a DM on there from one of the users, the other guys. And he's like, actually, I'm, I'm from there. And this, here are some sources and things like this. Really? Was, yeah. Yeah. He sent me a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. And then, uh, he mentioned another movie, um, that I had, it's one of those things where I watch so much shit. Sometimes I just forget. Yeah. And, uh, he mentioned a movie called the hallow, which I had watched. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. I watched it years ago and he was like, it's the same subject matter. I was like, holy shit, you're right. So now I want to see that again. <laughs> so, I'll have to look that up. That's familiar. <laughs> I'll have to find the book that, that I had read and I'll send it to you. Cause it was really, really yeah. good. Um, I just, I don't like it was so long ago. I'm so uh, into my books now, man. I'm still. Like, oh, I forgot to tell you, I finished reading um, Nightmare Alley. Oh yeah, nice. man. Yes. <laughs> oh, I got to read that. That's like 
so I keep saying it's next, but then, like I said, I'm I finished Song of Susanna, and then somebody Ooh, mentioned to me that I need a great book. It was, um, but so and I'm so excited to get into the Dark Tower, this, the last one. But somebody said read Insomnia first, and Insomnia is like fucking Insomnia you know, is great. Yes, it's so fucking long. <laughs> it is, and long. I so want to read the Dark Tower, so I've got to. I'm, I'm doing. Insomnia I don't think now. you need. I don't. I don't. I think here's the thing. Uh, and if we could take a quick book detour, uh, if you'll indulge <laughs> yeah, us. Um, no, it's fine. I think that I understand. I can understand where that person might be coming from. I think though that if you if you start to go down that rabbit hole of all of the King works that were Mm -hmm. either influenced by the dark tower or had like serious links, like needful, Mm -hmm. not needful things. Um, shit. Uh, I forget what it's called. There, there's, there's two books he wrote that are basically two sides of the same story. And one of them is very, very, very dark tower related. Oh, the desperation and uh, the yes. regulators. Yes. Yeah. Regulators. I have, I yes. have those. Um, right. I have desperation on the way. I haven't bought regulators yet. Right. But. And so, like, insomnia is kind of the same thing. So, like, you can completely enjoy all of those books, including the Dark Tower, independent <laughs> from each other. It will mm-hmm. enhance your enjoyment of them, but do not feel like you need to wait to finish Dark Tower. Because you need to get through another book first. It there. It is yeah. still great. Because I read Insomnia, like I I read all of his. I read, I had read, um, I had read The Gunslinger, and Drawing mm-hmm. of the Three, and I want to say The Wizard and Glass. No, mm-hmm. that's not true. I had only read I had only read Gunslinger and Drawing of the Three. Once I heard he was finally finishing Dark Tower, that's when I went went from Wizard of the Wizard and Glass all the way through. And mm-hmm. at that point, I had read pretty much every Stephen King book up until that point. So, and I didn't feel like including all the ones that because Wizard and Glass had been out for a while. By the time they he yeah. announced that he was finishing them, right? You know, all of those books, you know, Wizard and Glass had been had been out for a while. Um, I'm trying to think what the next one was. Um, after Wolf that. of the Calibre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, right, right. So like all, but like all of the kind of like Dark Tower adjacent books, like you, like you were saying, Insomnia, Regulators, all mm-hmm. that stuff. They had been out for a while, and I had read them all, and it didn't affect me at all. So do do whatever you want to do. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super into Insomnia now. So I'm like, yeah, I maybe maybe 200 pages in, but I'm really enjoying it. I, yeah. People said it started off slow, but I thought. Like I guess I just like Ralph enough that I'm I'm yeah. into reading about his insomnia. Like I think yeah. he's a great character. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's not been a slow start for me. I'm super into it, but I'm yeah. also very excited to finish the Dark Tower. So yeah, it's so. Good. I mean, I started that shit a year ago. It's I'm so, coming it's up on so a year good. when it when it ended. Tower. When it ended, it it's so good. Like I want I want to reread them. I, they're on my list to start. I just started Billy Summers. Um, oh, nice. And they're on my list to to restart because they're they're so good. But but anyway, getting back to to Nightmare Alley, yeah. it's so good, <laughs> and I and and it's so cool to knowing the choices that were made in both movies because the book there's so much more in terms mm-hmm. of what Stanton kind of goes through that I I almost want to rewatch them, not so much the forty seven or forty four one, but definitely the the Del Toro one because I feel. His view, his version of Stanton Hughes, closer to the book, um, okay. but um, yeah, 
yeah. But anyway, uh, you are not my mother. <laughs> Yeah, let's <laughs> get get back to it. Uh, yeah, well, well done film, and like you said, anchored entirely on two two standout performances. And and if either one of those performances had not been as strong as they were, I don't think the movie would have worked as well. Um, right. And um, and you know, I I think you you feel very deeply for Char because, um, you know, I think anyone. Anyone who's ever kind of experienced a, a close family member with mental illness, whether it is someone you are caring for or who is like kind of supposed to be caring for you, I mean, it is just an it's an incredibly stressful, upsetting. You know, it's just a mixture of emotions where, you know, you are you're you're you know, there's just so much kind of going on, and she does such a great job of kind of portraying that and then when her mom does come back she is like what's going on but she likes that her mom is seemingly quote-unquote better but is also like not really understanding why she is and and that i think if you've ever kind of had a personal experience where someone who is close to you has a mental illness in which there are kind of peaks and valleys you know there's always that whenever things are good you can't fully enjoy it because you're always like in the back of your mind is like well when's it gonna not be good and how not good is it gonna be when that finally happens and she did such a great job of kind of being that teenage girl who's dealing with a bunch and then trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with her mom, not really being mm-hmm. able to fully enjoy the fact that her mom is kind of seemingly okay until she starts dancing like a weirdo, but you know, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, really, really well done. Um, and uh, we need, we need more Irish horror. Um, I agree. Um, okay. So this last one is one that you told me to watch. I'm very happy mm-hmm. that you did because I I had heard about it and forgotten about it, and mm-hmm. then you had mentioned it uh, and we watched it, and that is uh, the cursed, uh, written and directed by Sean Ellis. Um, so Boyd Holbrook, uh, who you might remember from Logan, um, mm-hmm. so he was uh, the guy uh, with with the metal arm. Um, I forget his name uh, in that movie, uh, Pierce. Uh, he was also Pierce, Quinn yeah. in The Predator, um, which was yeah. such a disappointing. We still need a uh, uh, we need a Looney's uh, centric uh, Predator <laughs> spinoff, um, yeah. and then also uh, Kelly Riley, who um, she's been. In, I I'm trying to think what I know her from. Um, she had one of those faces for me too. I'm like, I've seen her. I mean, so she, much. Was in, Eden she was in Eden Lake. Is the, that's the big thing for me was Eden Lake. Yeah, well, she was in. I think. Yeah, yes, but she's been in a bunch of different things. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I remember her mostly from Sherlock. She was Mary Watson in, in both Sherlock Holmes movies, the two, uh, the two Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, first one's great, second one, not so much. Um, yeah. But um, The Cursed, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, like you had said, you kind of think it's one thing. Um and then it turns into uh, this is the most kind of entertaining riff on like a werewolf story mm-hmm. that I think I've ever seen. It's almost as if 
I mean, there's still supernatural stuff, but you almost could see this as being like almost like a modern. If it wasn't set in, you know, 19th century France, it almost right. feels modern in terms of like taking a very kind of classic horror story supernatural phenomenon and almost trying to ground it in in realism, but yet not. Right. Um, because essentially, uh, it's it, it's the um, you know the story of a of a family who you know has some some Roma come to their land and the Roma are saying, hey, this is our land, we were promised it, and it, rather than just kind of deal with them like civilized human beings, this family goes and essentially kills all of them, um, mm-hmm. you know, rapes the women, uh, kills them, shoots the men. One guy in an incredibly gruesome scene, mm-hmm. cuts his hands and feet off, sticks him up as a scarecrow, buries the, what would essentially be, I'm not sure what the right term is, but kind of like the spiritual leader of the the group alive. Um, and they have this set of silver teeth. Uh, they look like wolves teeth um, mm-hmm. that they've carved symbols into. Uh, and then kind of like a generation later, years later, um, some kids find the teeth and one of them is like kind of compelled to put them in his mouth. He bites a young kid and then shit starts going sideways. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a monster that's now attacking the family, um, killing them, but also in some of the ones that, that that they don't kill that that are bitten they're also kind of transformed into monsters um and it was uh it was just really really well really well done adaptation of kind of a a a werewolf myth um that i've i've not i mean i've not seen anything like it no in in terms of like not sty- like not stylistically like mm-hmm. Brotherhood of the Wolf, but but it, it had that look to it. But whereas yes. Brotherhood of the Wolf is more an action action packed kind of version, yeah, um, of a story like that. This one is not that. This is more. This this leans way more towards the horror. Yes, um, you know it has it has some CG, which is you know we've come to expect these days. But it sure. also, I think, is probably some of the best practical stuff yeah. that I've seen in a big, in a big movie like this in a long time, Yeah, you know, and there's some really, really gnarly body horror in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, the gore is great. Like every, I loved everything about this movie from, from the time I started it till it was over. Like I said, you know, I, this is a movie that I remember it hitting theaters and I was like, that looks interesting. Um, completely had forgotten that, uh, I've had a, I had a movie on my uh, my movies list called Eight for Silver mm-hmm. for two years, and uh, I was like, somehow something came up with that movie, and I was like, I need to look to see for that. And then like when you put it in, Cursed comes up, and I'm like, well, wait, what? And it's yeah. like, yeah, this is this is Eight for Silver, but they renamed it for whatever reason, and I guess they must have shelved it for a little bit, or I don't yeah. know what the deal was, but obviously COVID, they shelved everything, but. Well, um, I love too that like the 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 silver from the teeth is like they say, oh, it's the thirty pieces of silver that Judas got paid mm-hmm. uh, to betray Jesus. Uh, I love that that tie-in, um, 
you know, obviously, why why would this tribe have? I mean, that's not you know what I mean. Like it, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense that that would be the case. But like, you know, I love that tie yeah, in because like, I, I'm a well, huge. Not only that, but like the the the. The attention to detail for something like that, when typically, like you said, right, if you're watching a, a werewolf story like this, particularly one with the tropes, so many tropes that are from the original, right, where it's yeah. like, you know, it, it's just it was just because it was a gypsy in the first one or whatever, right? And yeah, and so they could have just done that, but this movie goes like into such detail like that that it made me appreciate like appreciate it so much more because you know that's not something you see a whole lot. Yeah, you know, you're right. I forgot that in the Wolfman, it was the you know, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. That she was the one who I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that. She just kind of explained what was going on, right? It's not yeah, she right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She, yeah, yeah. The same thing in Wolf, right? You know, it's, it's similar stuff in Wolf. Like so many werewolf movies that are, you know, just they kind of take inspiration from the original Wolfman. That's typically a staple. Is and, is Wolf the Jack Nicholson one or the Benicio del yeah. Toro one? Yeah, uh, del Toro was the Wolf Man. Uh, Wolf was the Nicholson one with okay. James Spader oh, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Forever, it's so good, dude. It's like it finally got a blue. It was so hard. It was like out of print for a long time and difficult to find. And I wanted to watch it, but I didn't want to pay like sixty bucks for a DVD. Sure. And then uh, and then finally, I want to say Shout Factory put it out on Blu-ray. I don't remember, but. I finally got to watch it again. Man, it holds up, you know. <laughs> Does it really? It's so good. I mean, yeah, I remember watching I really like it in you know when it came out, and uh, well, maybe not when it first came out. I probably rented it and thinking, oh, Jack Nicholson as a as a as a werewolf. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't remember. <laughs> right. uh, it, like I said, it's been a while. I have to watch it again. And I've never seen the the Del Toro one. Yeah, I, I liked it. It's <clears throat> it's a big big budget. Um, you know, where Wolfman reboot sort of, mm. you know, it has all the, the trappings of a big budget movie like that. I mean, it's got some really nice, really nice scenes in it. Um, really nice shots and really cool scenes, but it's also full of CG and the story. I don't, it didn't land the way I wanted it to. I was super into it up until the end mm. and I just didn't like, I didn't like where it went at the end, but because Anthony Hopkins is in that one too, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's, he was my problem with it to be honest. Oh. Like the, <laughs> There's a a plot point with because that's Benicio del Toro's dad, if I remember right. And there's a thing with his mom, mm-hmm. and it's just I I just didn't care for the, the some of the choices made towards the right, end. right. It's good up until then. But. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, the cursed. I mean, it's uh, I think too, you know, any it's like. It, I mean that kind of trope of of the the Roma or you know kind of gypsies you know kind of being um, uh, harmed and then that that you know mm-hmm. them cursing folks. I mean that that's kind of been around for a while. But you know Sorry. I mean I'm I'm not sure. You know when you think of something like Drag Me to Hell, where it's like so kind of over the top and <laughs> and campy, where it's just like you know okay, it's one thing to like evict someone, you know, she comes in and she's got the purse full of receipts and, mm. you know, no, 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 you know, you, we're not going to extend your mortgage. Right. And then, but this is like just absolutely brutal the way in which, yeah, oh God, yeah. you know, this, this family, you know, just goes about just slaughtering these, they almost are like, you feel like, yeah, fuck man, you get what you deserve. But what you forget exactly. is that, <laughs> you know, those crimes, while, 
perpetrated by that family and 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 the generations that come after it kind of maybe benefit from that it's like there's that balance right of like you're not directly responsible especially children it's like to see them then get caught up in all this it's like god it really just does make you go it's like if you don't want to like if you can't see the evil of your actions right now then think about what could potentially happen to the people coming after you as a result of what you're doing <laughs> like, right. yeah you know, to, that's historically not an easy thing exactly <laughs> right yeah yeah but um and and the, but the but then the the other thing <clears throat> I, I really enjoyed was the way that they um because it opens during the uh world war one and mm. then you kind of see um you know how what happens in in not modern times, but in during World War One, kind of ties back to uh, what happens in this movie, and and and, mm-hmm. and the one thing I was kind of unclear of was whether or not um, what had happened during World War One, if any of, like, does that mean that it was kind of ended? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I was the same way. Um, so, so there's a kind of a little bit of kind of you know unknown uh, you know as as things end, but um, definitely worth watching. I, I appreciate you uh, you know kind of telling me about it because, like you, I, I think I had heard about it and then completely uh, forgotten uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I think that was the case for a lot of people, and then uh, it didn't do so hot, I guess, when it because it did get the, like I said theatrical, but. Um, I don't think it ran for very long, so... I don't... Uh, I, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, I can't see this movie being something that would do well it, theatrically. Not because it's bad, but I don't know. It just... Yeah. I, I think that... Well, I mean, in a year that, that Nightmare Alley is considered a flop, this certainly had no chance. Exactly. You know I mean? like, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, do you... So, so two episodes of Moon Knight are out. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much we want to talk about it because I still feel like I mean we're only a th- we're a third of the way in, so at some point it has to start kind of doing more to show its cards. But I also feel like mm-hmm. we're not getting the full story of what's going on in this show. Um, yeah. I mean, I real quick if if we want to get into it, I sure. my only thing so far is I fucking hate what they're doing to Stephen Grant. <laughs> See, and I don't, I don't know Stephen Grant. I only know I Mark Spector and Mr. Knight. I don't really, I, I don't have any comics. Well, see, through, and so, by proxy, I hate what they did to Mr. Knight. <laughs> yeah, that was that really, dis, that was oh. kind of disappointing to make that kind of a joke. Oh. Yeah. I hated that so much. I was very, I was disappointed. I kind of hope they come back to it because I was very well, disappointed that that's, yeah, that How? that character, like, not to get off on a tangent, but that that particular iteration of of Moon Knight, the Mister Knight character, was from the yeah uh, the Warren Ellen uh, yeah Warren Ellen Jesus Warren Ellis I love Warren Ellen he's my favorite I know Warren Peace my favorite comic book writer <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but that you know that that whole run was basically they were self contained issues and they yeah. were. Uh, fucking awesome like the mr knight was in the one uh the first appearance um was like the raid exactly like he, yes he went in, into a fucking high rise and building ass yeah up down and sideways yeah and and 
for him to be a fucking idiot. Oh, it just that I really mean, bothered me too because they used it like that promo shot of him putting mm-hmm. the glove on, and I was like, yes, Fuck, yes, I know it looks so good. Yeah, and, and and especially with me not being a huge fan of the the mummy mummy styled um, yeah regular suit, I was like, well, at least Mister Knight looks right. And then, oh god, when he when it happened, I was just like, fuck this show. <laughs> I don't want to say that because like I do like it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. It's a different take on the character, and that's okay. Yeah, but. That that so far that's the thing that's really pissed me off. Even like they don't have to make Stephen Grant like the Bruce Wayne millionaire playboy guy. That's fine. You could change him, and I'm even fine with him being, uh, you know, just working in a a, muse- a museum because that makes sense since they're doing the whole Egyptian thing. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have to be a fucking bitch. He doesn't have to be stupid. So that's my so opinion. who who it because I, I, again I I'm I'm not down on all the iterations of, of Moon Knight in the comics. Who is Stephen Grant in the comics? That's the Bruce Wayne character, like like in the, the 90s series where it's very much because they even went away from the, the the dissociative identity disorder thing in the that that particular run, um, but he's the he's the millionaire kind of character. Even in the the Bendis thing, he was the one who was the movie star who had the Moon Knight television show. Oh, okay. So, so, so he's always say I always just assumed that that like when like that Mark just he he was the, you know it wasn't I always just assumed that like the millionaire part was was Mark Spector. So that was a completely no, separate he's the character. Mercenary. Okay. Yeah, Mark Spector's the mercenary character, Stephen Grant's the millionaire and then Jake Jake Loxley or whatever is the the cab driver kind of Okay. The matches Malone kind of guy. That's right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, I can see why that would be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, like even like it's just it's one of those. Why does it? I just don't understand in so many of these things, these Marvel things. Why? Why there just has to be that that one note of stupidity somewhere. And I'm just like, why? 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 Why can't? Why? It's like if I had to guess, you, I would say it's because. They are dealing with an audience that only is aware of Moon Knight from this show that they're seeing, but are also hyper aware of Batman. So if they yeah. make Stephen Grant right. a billionaire, it's going to be like, oh, so this is Batman. This is Marvel no, I get that hundred percent. Actually, and I listened to a a podcast with the the guy, the showrunner, the writer, and uh, he he mentioned that he was like. He was like, I, I think he said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know for this for sure, but m- my thought is that I got the show because, because what I turned in wasn't, we're trying to out Batman, Batman here. You know, yeah. he's like, I, I, and like I said from the promos, I thought, well, they're going to go from the Warren Ellis and the the Jeff Lemire, you know, that that stuff, and I, I'm perfectly fine. That is some of the the best Moon Knight stuff that's yeah. out, out there. Um, and and he said that he's like, I, I'm pulling pretty heavily from those for inspiration from those. And then when I started the show, I was like, well, I don't understand the Stephen Grant choice, I guess. I, I get – like I said, I'm fine with it not being a millionaire and him not being like Batman. Yeah. I, I just don't know why he has to be a bumbling moron who works in a in a museum. Yeah. I mean, even fine with the museum. Just don't be a bumbling moron. Like yeah. he's a regular fucking dude. Yes. I, that's my only thing. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why. Yeah. I, I, I think if I had to guess – I think they're trying to just try to set up as much of a of a dichotomy between the two. Um, yes, I, I get that. Yes, hundred percent. I just 
you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it wasn't going to be like a thing that, that I was going to be okay with all of anyway, but I just, that just, there's, there was a way to do that where he's not so much. Yeah. An idiot. <laughs> and that, that's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I kind of go, all right, well, you know, th- there's been, I saw someone had posted something and, and I thought this was interesting is like, you know, when, when Steven was kind of talking about, uh, talking to the girl at the beginning, the little girl, and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, did it suck to be left in the, the field of reeds? And he's like, well, what are you talking about? I'm not dead yet. And I'm like, oh, like, what does mm-hmm. that mean? Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Have we, are we not, are there things that then that we're not uh, quite, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, and that that's where, like, I, I have a hard, I, I have a hard time kind of coming to a decision on things because I don't, I feel like there's still a lot that we're not, um, we're not being shown. Um, yeah, it's, it seems like so far it's a, it's a pretty ambitious story to be only be six, six episodes. If we're going to, if, if they're going to wrap this first kind of story arc up. And I mean, obviously, you know, they tell bigger stories in two hour movies, but I'm just like it's it's the pacing is in such a way for me that like it's a really big story and (laughs) they're not progressing as quickly as I feel like they should if it's going to have a rewarding payoff for me. Yeah. And that that's my concern, too, is because they were very clear um, that, you know, this was going to be something that was unconnected. It wasn't going to mm-hmm. rely on, you know, you didn't have to know, you know, you didn't have to have seen all of these, you know, Marvel movies. It wasn't going to have all these cameos and wasn't going to have these people where you were like, what is going on? And just like completely unconnected. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that because I think it gives mm-hmm. them the freedom to do what they want. But also it's like, all right, well, you've already, you, you know, what do we, this thing has, has to have stakes and it's got to, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to kind of be getting somewhere. Um, right, right. So you know, hopefully we'll we'll see, kind of see that uh, as as things progress. Um, but yeah, okay, yeah. All right. So now that I kind of know that's the deal with Stephen Grant, it didn't. Uh, all right, that makes that makes more sense. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I'm curious to see. And, and Benson and Moorhead, they directed the last episode. Yeah. So, um, so. They did the one that yeah, the one that just came out too. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. The, the one oh, that just okay. came out. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if they had done the finale too. That would be fucking great. But no. I well, know. I only know. I mean, they've only been two episodes, and they right. they didn't do the first one. But I know they did this one. I don't know how many they've done. They've done yeah. total. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see kind of where it goes, um, because oh, I, yeah, feel like, I feel like I feel like you know Ms. Captain Mar or Ms. Marvel or whatever. I feel like that's going to be way more connected to the MCU as a total, as a whole. Yeah. Um, especially given like, you know, uh, that character, her, yeah, how, right. How much she just like, you know, adored and obsessed over the Avengers mm-hmm. and everything. It'd be kind of weird to not, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, man. After enjoying that game so much, I'm ready for more of that character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So kind of transitioning the games real quick. So I, I, I finished, um, Horizon Forbidden West and uh yeah I I mean it's it's a gorgeous game and I mean from, uh, from a, a technical perspective 
I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Tons of accessibility options. Tons of ways to to customize how difficult you want it to be. But I mean, if you want to talk about just like a huge big budget game that just left me completely flat, I mean that that's it. Mm-hmm. Like I actually kind of regret that I spent money on it, even if it really wasn't that much, because it just it was to me. I feel like the first one it just had. Because I don't know if maybe just by benefit of being first, it was so new and the setting and the the mm-hmm. ideas in it, and then you know, kind of the journey that Aloy goes on. And this one, it was just like it was just more of the same, just more of the same, just the same, you know, dinosaurs, yeah, I... different dinosaurs, but the same type yeah. of mechanics. And then, kind of the narrative stuff that tied it together. When it ended, I was just was like, I mean, this isn't spoiling things to say that they set it up for a third and I'm just like, ugh, really? <laughs> like I wasn't left going, oh man, like wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like fucking, you know, Mass Effect where like, you know, when I finished Mass Effect, even for like the third time for achievements, like I just went right back into playing Mass Effect. Like the ending of Matt, the original Mass Effect is so fucking just like, it pumps you up. It's so stirring yeah. that you're just like, fuck yeah. You know, like, and then you're like, I want to punch a reaper in the face, you know? <laughs> And you just immediately go back into it. This one I got done, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There's going to be another one? Like, that's how I felt. And I was like, I don't think that's how I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I haven't played it yet, but uh, and I enjoyed the first one quite a bit, but I, I've had that feeling from everything I've seen from this game. Like, yeah. you know, when they show gameplay and they show all this stuff, look, she has a parachute thing now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it, it's not you use it in combat. I mean, you just... I'm just like, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, everything about this looks to me like just more of the first game. And while I enjoyed it, I also was glad when it was over. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like if, if, if you, to be perfectly honest, like I would much, like if you told me that a second ghost of Tsushima was on its way, I would be so much more excited for that because I, you know even that i don't know i would be like i depend on the story, right i like love that game so much like i and i jumped right I did too you know i had such a good time with that and i feel like it told its story right and so unless there's going to be you know some like oh they, yeah i don't i don't necessarily mean with like Jin. i feel like his story was told but i mean if they you know if, if they if they had another type of that type of game or or because oh, even yeah, the yeah, expansion, yeah. I feel like, you know, the stuff that they did in the expansion of that game with him and his dad, I'm just like, eh, I don't really know if I needed to know all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about, like, the same kind of studio and the same kind of oh, universe yeah, that sure. they wanted to to kind of mine from that stuff. I'd be totally cool with it. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and so this one was it was disappointing. Um you know, you certainly don't want to end a game going, really? Another one? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, especially if they're not going to make any more Killzone games for me, then they are, these fucking dinosaur games should be good. Uh, well, Kill, Killzone... Uh, I, kill, I think Killzone is one of the funniest series. Like, I think, uh, to me, that's that's a... Killzone is a series about the most... the the, the worst squad in history. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> if you're supposed to take it seriously, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe don't. <laughs> yeah, no, not. <laughs> but um, and then I started playing um, Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderland Adventures or whatever the fuck it's called. 
Um, you know, I I'm not a big Tiny Tina fan, to be perfectly honest. And and if you I'm probably like, why would you play this game then if you're not a Tiny Tina fan? And it's like, well, I wanted to kind of see what it was about, but also like, just because I'm not a fan of her doesn't mean, uh, you know, I, I can't enjoy it. And I mean, it's it's not to say that it's bad, but I think part of it is like I think the Borderlands style, uh, in terms of the the design and the sense of humor and the the mechanics, I feel like has not had a significant overhaul in a really long time. And yeah, I had that from part three. I never finished three. I, I barely sick. got... I Honestly, I got burned out with the pre-sequel. Yeah, same. Um, same I, I was like, you know what? Like, I think I'm good. And then, you know, I kind of really had held off on playing three in part because I think Randy Pitchford is a fucking asshole. But... Um, yeah. Um, you know, and then it, it was really cheap, and so I picked it up so that we could play on mm-hmm. Friday night, uh, which I think ended lasted all of one evening. Um, yep. And then um, I I tried to get back into it, and I just couldn't. I think in part because of the whole planet hopping um, thing, yeah. it just didn't really do it for me. And then mm. um, yeah, so then I. You know, kind of in playing this one, it it's not that it's bad. Uh, it's perfectly enjoyable. I'm sure it'll it'll hold my attention while I play it. But I just kind of feel like there's so many aspects to the the design that just really need to be refreshed and and rethought and um, kind of reconsidered. Given uh, you know mm-hmm. the way that that things are now, like this whole idea of you know like paying for you know, paying to increase your inventory space and, and all this shit. I know what they're doing. They're just like, oh, you know, when, when loot drops, they want you to try to, you know, kind of prioritize and it's stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, all it does to me is it just, it just gets in the way. Like it just, yeah. it just makes me have to stop and go, well, do I want this? Do I have to head back to a vendor? It doesn't, I'm not prioritizing. Even- Right. Even that's fine if it if they're not throwing nine hundred things at you every ten seconds. It's like Yeah. It's it that's my thing with it. It's like I don't even have time to, to decide if I like a gun or not because I know this around the corner they're gonna throw three more at me out of a fucking chest and I and one of those might be better, so but I, why would I even waste time? That's right. always been my thing with the Borderlands too. It's like it's it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. And and then this, you know, this kind of I mean, the Dungeons and Dragons kind of um, theme oh, is, yeah. is certainly entertaining enough. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of how much you would enjoy this is going to really depend on how much you enjoy um, Tiny Tina as a character. And I and I think it probably doesn't help coming off of a game where nothing against Ashley Burch. She's a very talented actress, but. I do not. I am not a fan of the direction she was given for Aloy. I've never played a game in which the main character seemed so irritated to be doing the things that she's <laughs> doing as I have in Horizon Forbidden West. And I completely yes. understand the the mythos of the reluctant hero. But but this bitch treats saving the world the same way I treat 
cleaning my bathrooms where I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? This again? Right? Like, yeah. it's it's yeah. not like, you know, this whole, like, kind of soul-searching where I've got to leave my family or I've got to put my life in danger. It's just like, I can't even with this. Like, that is her attitude <laughs> the entire game. is and, and people are like, that's the savior of the West or the flame hair. And she's just like, yeah, fucking enough. I got it. Right? And you're like, okay, shit. <laughs> Jesus, we're just trying to... She's, she's mad. Yeah, exactly. And it's so off-putting where you're just like, okay, like, fuck, man. I thought I was trying to give you a compliment. And she's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. What do I have to do? And you're like, all right, you know? like, And it's just like... the and it's Down to business, the, got it. <laughs> it's not just the voice direction. It's sometimes the animations. Like, she'll finish talking to someone. She kind of puts her hands on her hips and looks off to the side like, like the thought in her head was like, this motherfucker? Like, I mean, and I'm just like, I know you, like, I feel like you're supposed to like your protagonist to some degree. Like, if you can play Grand Theft Auto V with, like, I mean, Franklin, sure, but the other two guys were completely unlikable. Like, if you could want to make sure they stayed alive, like, I feel like maybe you could <laughs> try to make it yeah. so that you cared about her. Like, I was just such an odd choice. And then, so I don't fault Ashley Birch's performance because I feel like her performance in in that game was driven by the the designs for the character. But it came off as super annoying because I feel like the character is really annoying. So then to spend 75 hours with her voicing a character that I just wasn't particularly fond of, and then we go to this, and she does great as Tiny Tina, but I've always felt found Tina to be pretty annoying, to be perfectly honest. So I'm just kind of like, eee. Like, maybe I'll put it on mute and just listen to music. Like, <laughs> what am I playing? But, um, but I think it's just like the whole... Borderlands, like I've been, you know, since the original Borderlands, you know, save point, inventory limits, all that stuff. Like you said, just guns vomited everywhere. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, and it's it's funny how some things. It's like you can see, you know, changes in design. The fundamentals are still there and they still work. And I'm sure, and I know for this game, it still works for some people. It's just for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, it. I'm, if there was other stuff out at the moment that held my attention more i would have no problem just kind of dropping it for those things yeah so. yeah i'm not i won't play it i already know it's just not it's not yeah. for me yeah but like so you've been playing all of the dark picture anthology games to kind mm -hmm. of get ready for the quarry i played man of madan 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 yeah. Uh, I have Man. not played the other one, so I'm kind of interested to hear because you you finished the second one. Which one's that one? Yes, Little Hope. Little Hope, and now you're doing what's it? House of Ashes. House of Ashes. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Little Hope. Uh, so Little Hope is, is more. So I really enjoyed Man of Medan. I know that like I'm in the minority on that because even Jace kind of was lukewarm for that one, and he likes everything. Yeah. Um, for me, that that game was was all about the setting. I, yeah. I love the setting. Um, um, and so I ended up having a really good time with that game. Uh, Little Hope is more in line with the uh, the um, interactive horror movie shtick they kind of go with. It's super massive there. Uh -huh. um, um, you basically are on a, a, on a bus headed to on a field trip going somewhere. With, I guess it's a professor and some college-aged kids. 
and they get detoured because there is an accident mm-hmm. and they, they send them to the town of little hope and on the way there they have an accident and are stranded the bus ends up flipping over and and they're just trying to kind of figure out and little hope is they're surrounded by this fog that they can't get through so it already puts you in the mind of like the fog and mm-hmm. then little hope itself is very silent hillish okay um the town is abandoned um uh, it's a town that there was um some kind of factory closed and people lost jobs and the mayor was this greedy kind of land developer guy who basically sold the town out and shit and and, and uh they come but anyway so in it so anyway what ends up happening is you they they come across these like blair witch looking um it sounds like a mishmash of a lot of ideas and it's kind of what it is uh-huh. they come across these like blair witch looking carvings on trees and stuff and then you you find out that little hope was uh, a town that has a history of like the witch trials, things like that from what back in those days. And, and they start having these flashbacks, um, like the ghost looking thing will grab somebody out of nowhere. And all of a sudden they'll be in a flashback sequence that's, uh, surrounding this particular, um, stuff that happened in the town back then. And mm-hmm. when it comes to the witch trial stuff, like there's this, this shit with this little girl and she's, they think the priest is saying that the little girl can see the devil around the characters. And so they're killing people based on what the little girl is saying. But then it's like, you don't know if it's the little girl who's Mm -hmm. can really see things or if the priest is kind of directing things Mm -hmm. to go certain ways. And, and you know, it's, it's really good. Um, it's way more like until dawn in that, you know, there's, there's creatures and, you know, it's more of a, tried and true horror game than, than Man of Medan. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, Man of Medan coming off of Until Dawn, that was, I think, what was jarring for me is I didn't feel mm-hmm. like it kind of shared the same DNA, so to speak. Right, yeah, no, this this one, I, and I think that's probably the, the feedback they got. I don't know. These games come out, like, pretty close together, so obviously yeah. they would have already had to have been in development on it, but also I wonder if, you know, I don't know what the kind of, I know it's like the anthology thing they're doing, so they're tech and all these different stories and I don't know if they're all eventually going to end up tying together in some way I mean they all have some of the same actors and all of them and stuff like yeah. that so you know but um, but yeah it, here my thing with, with Little Hope was and initially I thought man this, this is going to be my man of a Dan because I, I I hated the, the, the characters that was yeah. my, my kind of my thing they were I was like I don't care if any of these fuckers live and the man of a Dan I was like I actually kind of liked most of them yeah that I think you were supposed to uh-huh. um but I didn't flat out hate any of them, and mm-hmm. and these assholes are all like, <laughs> they're just that. There's a bunch of assholes, and uh, I just I don't know. They were they were very kind of not stereotypical because they're not. It's not like the jock and the, yeah. the mean girl, and the cool guy, and shit like that. But but they're just ugh, they're very clicky, and, and they, they all none of them seem to care for each other all that much, and that's just. You know, and and thankfully, once once it kind of starts tying everything together, they they're not as against each other the way they mm-hmm. seem to be at the start of it. Um, the only thing that I, I I really enjoyed the witch trial stuff. Like I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool, and the way that the the characters who we know you know as our modern characters they actually do interact with um, with the characters from 
from the flashback stuff. And they're also like, they're all they all have doppelgangers. Oh, okay. Um, in the flashback stuff, so they're all they're, they'll see their character get killed, and they're like, and then you know once once that kind of happens, um, something will start chasing them in in the modern part. Mm-hmm. In and so that's kind of the way it plays out. Um, they ended up really enjoying that one, um, and then going into House of Ashes directly after that because the thing they're they're doing now, um, and I don't know if this was uh, it may have been that way from the jump, but it wasn't wasn't um, I didn't know it because I didn't play them when they came out, but but they have um, they have like a wall of, of paintings in the menus, and it's it shows the all the games in the series. Oh, okay, and you can. You can go and look at the painting and click play trailer, you know, and see little, you know, kind of little stuff like that. And uh, and it, it lets you know that there's one more game left in season one of, of the anthology, I guess is what they're calling it. But is anyway, that, is I, that the quarry or is the quarry no, no, no. separate? Quarry's separate. Um, so that's not part uh, of the anthology? No. Um, oh, OK. There, there's a there's the devil in me is the last of the anthology. Okay, uh, and I hope that still comes out because, like I said, I'm super into this shit now. But, but House wow. of Ashes, when I hit when I hit play on the trailer, I turned it off because as soon as I saw Pazuzu, I was like, nope, I don't want to know anything else. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I see this this um, military person holding up a flare in like a, a catacomb, and she pulls the thing over, and and it illuminates Pazuzu, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Desert Storm, The Exorcist. I'm fucking in. Yeah, um, and it's not that. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's very much though. Um, it's like you're in Iraq or whatever, and it's it's Desert Stormy, but like it's obviously way post Desert Storm. Yeah, but um, but um, it's it's a lot more like uh, The Descent. Oh, okay. Uh, than, 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 than The Exorcist. The, the, like, they literally mentioned Pazuzu, though. Like, she's like, you don't watch horror movies? That's Pazuzu. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, my thing with this one, it's it's good. I'm maybe halfway through it. I love the premise. I love the setting. I don't mind the characters. This one, though, I, it's weird. Like, like, the choices. Like, you know, because in all the other games, you make a choice and it kind of follows you right and it's it guides the conversations right you know going forward in this one like like you'll do something and then it just it's almost like like it's going to progress the way it progresses regardless oh okay like like oh like um uh fuck the the um oh shit that the playstation game that that um the serial killer one uh fuck with the with the origami and the kid the guy the guy who lost his kid in the mall. Oh, heavy rain. Heavy rain. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. David yeah, Cage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like like for instance, okay, so there, there's these these creatures. I said the descent, so you know they're creatures. They're, yeah. They're, this is a this is a big budget monster movie game. Like it's 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 really fucking cool. But it's like you get to this one point and this guy has figured out how to how you can kill the creatures right uh-huh. and he's he's a member of the opposing army and he runs into one of the one of our guys and they have to work together and they and he's like i'm like okay because i you know obviously you, you play as this guy too so i i knew that he was telling the truth because i did it right before right and so when he's explaining it to the guy i'm now playing who's the marine uh i'm like yep got it we'll work together we'll do this thing and so 
you know, we, we take care of the creature and then two other Marines come through a tunnel and like the main characters are not like throwaway guys. Mm-hmm. And, and so when they're on the way, the guy starts to panic and, and the Nick, the guy that I am, I'm like, I'm like, don't worry, I'll handle it. They're not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And the other option was to tell him to hide. And I'm like, I, I don't need to do that. I'll, I can defuse the situation. Right. And, and so they come in and they, they pull guns and he pulls, you know, and the other guy pulls his gun and, and I'm, I've given the dialogue options to defuse the situation and I'm doing that. And, um, fucking the guy pops one of the main characters in the fucking head and kills him. Oh. And I was like, well, I wouldn't have done that. That's, yeah. You know, <laughs> like what? And then, and then it's like, okay. And he runs off and he hasn't come back into the game for me yet, but he goes away. And now I'm like, I've got my guy and then Sergeant and now this dead guy. And they, so they drag him away. And then what, like, then we get attacked by the same, the same creatures. Mm-hmm. We get attacked Nick, my guy, makes no mention of the fact that he now knows how to dispatch them. Right. And, and he doesn't mention that, hey, the guy that killed Homeboy here, he helped me kill one. This is how we do it. Right. He's still running and shooting and shit. Like, he's he, he, none of that happened. Right. Like, 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 it's out of, almost no like it's sense. out of order. Right. Exactly. I'm like, so I guess if I told him to hide, then I'd still have the one guy, but he still would have ran off. And I don't understand why Nick is not didn't say hey we can kill them by this way right guns aren't gonna work right but he, he you know it's just kind of like that so many things it's, it's exactly that like you, you put it in words what i'm trying to say it feels uh-huh. out of order while i'm playing it like, yeah these characters are not reacting to things that i think they should be and then they're none of them are any smarter now than they were when we first got into this fucking situation <laughs> like it's still they're still walking in rooms being like, oh, shit, what's going on? I don't know. What are right. we going to do? I don't know. And I'm like, somebody should have a fucking plan by now. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> is, it the same, like, uh, is it the same actors as, as um, the other ones? Yeah, um, there are, yeah, there are several several actors that are that are in all three. Um, uh-huh. Like, like uh, Nick is is the guy from Man of Medan the, that proposed to his girlfriend at the start of okay. the water. So none uh, of them guy. play the same characters. It's not. It's just the no, same no, 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 no. Okay, the same actors. Gotcha. Okay. Huh, interesting. And are they all? I know at one point they were available on Game Pass. I don't know if any of them are now. No, because I, you know, I, I bought physically on the PlayStation, and I thought, well, shit, I'm lazy. I'll just download them to the Xbox and just run through them on Xbox, and then just keep the the PS4 copies on the shelf, and they they were gone. So. Yeah, because that that was like honestly, it was one of those things. Like I, I think because because Man of Medan had kind of left me somewhat cold. Like I enjoyed it, but not to the same degree that I mean, Until Dawn. I played the shit out of Until Dawn. I mm-hmm. love that game. I love the VR game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think the quarry is going to be another like Until Dawn kind of experience. Yeah, I I put that I, I I put that in my queue to 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 play because I, I definitely want to make sure I play it. But it's like I'd like to play these other ones too. So. Off the sea, kind of, you know. I know that. I mean, they're short. Like you can get through them. You know, they're what four to five hours. Or so. They're not long games. So I mean, yeah. if, you, if it was a point where you were in between something or something's on the way, you could knock one out in a week. 
Yeah, I just need to find. I need to find. I know that Xbox right now they're having a game sale. Maybe I'll look and see, you know, if they've got them on sale because I wouldn't mind. Um, I definitely would play Little Hope. I think you'll like it much better than than the Dan. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I like the work that that they do. I mean, super massive. I feel like they they they're really talented. They do some really cool mm-hmm. things. Um, and like I said until dawn i thought it was fucking fantastic i mean uh, you know that was a game i went out of the way to platinum um mm-hmm. i mean i could have just played it through and been because yeah, i mean once you i mean the reality is once you kind of see like what's involved um with that it, it it you know to then go through it again it takes so much less time you know mm-hmm. like, like when you're when you're doing like um, more than one playthrough because you kind of know yeah I don't really have to be afraid right now I could just like run through this it doesn't <laughs> right. matter um, <laughs> right. yeah. but um, you know it it, it, um, it it that first time though it's like so just like fucking scary and yes. you know and you're just like <laughs> you know why is the guy from fucking Mr. Robot in this movie <laughs> in this game yeah. sorry uh, well but, yeah, and 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 until dawn, I, I feel like, and I don't know if you remember from Madame, but they they kind of do more to clue you in that a QTE is about to happen yes. in Madame than until dawn. It would just come out of nowhere, and you're like, oh fuck, I am playing a game. I forgot. Yeah, you're just watching. You're watching the stuff happen, and uh, and this like in Madame, and even in uh, House of Ashes, it's even more like like kind of like spelled out for you that hey you're about to have to do some shit you know pay attention you know it's yeah so i'll have to see uh where where i can find them because even though you know i mean i i i would like to you know give them a try and see um because i i agree with you that i i feel like at some point all this shit's gonna come together in a way that if you haven't played them you're gonna just be kind of wondering what the fuck is going Mm -hmm. on not like i'll i'll necessarily remember um, right, right. But uh, I, I would. That's and, one and, interesting thing to playing them back to back that way. You know, is I may not have remembered that some of these are the same actors and shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, I'm I am playing the new Kirby game, which I I love to death. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's super weird, like all Kirby games are. Um, but this one is even weirder that he's like swallowing cars and vending machines and staircases and and whatnot but um but it's really enjoying it's really enjoyable and the the difficulty settings are such that like if you just kind of want to like chill out and just play the game and not worry Mm -hmm. about difficulty you can you can switch it you just get like fewer stars or whatnot to uh or which to be perfectly honest at this point i'm like I'm, i'm not even sure like what that even does for you i think it helps you unlock subsequent areas but um, it, it's just really kind of super chill, um, and and it, it's just kind of fun to, you know, swallow a car and then just like drive over all your enemies right. and right. <laughs> do jumps and weird shit. Because um, when they first announced it, I was like, oh, it's like Kirby Last of Us. Like, I don't know if we need that. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But um, I just like it, it. It's I've never played a Kirby game, and this is the first one that I've seen that actually I was like, maybe I'll play that. Epic Yarn was great. Like I loved that game. The 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 animation style was fantastic. The mechanics were mm-hmm. great. Um, this last one that they did, where um, you played as like four different characters, it was. I mean, I like. I don't mind in easy games. I mean, I played Horizon on story difficulty, but that was 
for different reasons. This was too easy. I was like, is there supposed to be a challenge in this game? Because, I mean, my God, it was so... It was just like, you didn't really have to do anything. It's like the AI just would, like, fucking steamroll everything for you to where you're just like, why am I even here? Um, and there really didn't seem to be... If there was a way to make it harder, I don't know what it was, and I probably didn't spend that much time trying to figure it out. Um, but it really just did feel like... It was it was like it was supposed to be played with multiple humans, and then if you didn't, it was just like the AI was like, "We'll just do everything." You're like, "All right, <laughs> I guess I'll just sit back and watch what happens." Um, but um, but this one so far has been has been has been very good. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how it um, how it uh, holds up as I as I continue uh, to go along. Um, and then honestly, I'm not sure. I kind of looked yesterday to see um, what other stuff um, was upcoming. I know Sniper Elite 5 is like at the end of May. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like really, really excited for that one because I loved I loved those games. Uh, I loved 4 to death. Um, and so it would be interesting to, you know, be fun to kind of get back uh, into into those again. But in terms of like stuff that's coming before that, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I, I've got I've still got a hell of a backlog, so I'm just I'm just yeah, like so do I. Off the list. Yeah, like I I want to get into I have um, uh, Sentinel thirteen thirteen Sentinels, mm, mm-hmm. um, so that's probably my next one if if there's nothing new uh, kind of coming out. Uh, I got that one for Christmas. I just haven't um, gotten a chance to get started on it. And that one is a li- you know I'm kind of it's like because of the way that all the narratives like impact each other i'm like well i gotta play Mm -hmm. that when i'm kind of in a place where i can really make sure that i'm like paying attention to things so i can't be like riding the exercise bike and be like what did he say i have no idea you know (laughs) is this important it feels important you know (laughs) (laughs) so so that's why i'm like you know as much as i kind of complain about borderlands it doesn't really require any thought you just kind of follow the blue marker and shoot things Mm. it's like this purple gun dropped. That's better than the green one. All right, you know. Uh, yep. <laughs> Just kind of move forward. Um, but um, yeah. So um, all right. Um, so that's been episode one hundred and forty-five uh, divided by werewolves. Thank you every much. Thank you every much. The fuck was that? I heard myself saying it, and I was like, "Don't say that." And then that kind of kept on coming out. Uh, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Every much uh, for <laughs> uh, for listening and uh, and sharing and uh, spending the time with us. And uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. So, from myself and Mitch, thank you so much. Uh, good night and have a good evening. Bye.